Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live from a very smoky New York City, it's the show with a real studio audience today. It's First Things First today. A bold prediction. Who is more likely to drop 40 in Game 3? It's not who you think. Meanwhile, Josh Allen, on the cover of Madden, to Nick's dismay, will the Bills find glory or be cursed because of the Madden curse? We get it. Okay. And finally, (laughs) should the Lakers extend... Anthony Davis. Dueling reports from two friends. Yeah, they are. Alongside Nick Wright, I'm Kevin Wilds. Brew, do you want to give us a little teaser on your AD take? I like AD. He's a good player. Fantastic. Love to have him on my team. Stay tuned. Brew's not great at the teasers, man. Not. uh, It's not his specialty. It's It's not. It's not. not, not. I'll admit, it's not. There's certain things I'm excellent at. Yeah, that's not it. Real talk, I can accept it. He's going to crush the first question. No, you're Watch this first question, how he comes out of the gate. We start with game three tonight. Denver's favored by three. Miami has of lost course. their last two home playoff games. Here's an interesting anecdote Josh and I discovered while grinding the All-22. Who won All game 22? three? When, yes. Isn't that football? No, it, it, it's a lot of people think it is, but when you really dig down to basketball, <laughs> it's 22 guys. Really? Because well. okay. we're watching, we're watching bench chemistry. Yeah, that's right. Anyways, the winner of and Game Three, league players <laughs> in yeah, has won every series so far. That's that's a great stat. That's because we were grinding. Yeah. Brew, well, I know you're ten toes down. But who you got? I'm going to give you another stat. I, I wasn't even thinking about this, but since you threw that up there, this, this might get under Nick's craw or stick in his craw. You know, Nick, the last five times that a team is split at home in the finals, one and one. They have been gone won. on to one, They've gone win the on title. The last five teams to do that. That's title? Yes. Oh, yes. saying the last five teams that had a Gold home court. Golden State did yeah. it twice. Toronto did it. Yeah. And uh, no, that's a good I one. think of Miami or San Antonio. That's a yeah. good one. I like that a lot. But yes. So, um, but here, look, I got Denver tonight. As you know, I'm 10 toes down on the Nuggets. I don't think their defense and, and Michael Malone, and a lot of people thought he was putting on an act. Oh, he's just trying to play the underdog card. That's Michael Malone. Mm-hmm. He really was upset with their effort, their lack of discipline. And after two days of hearing it, I think they're going to come out and not have those same defensive mm-hmm. lapses that allowed Miami to get all those open looks, particularly from three. So I think they'll hold Miami. Miami shot 49% from three. And if they're going to do that, 
than it's the Milwaukee Bucks. Anybody. Ask no, Boston. Right. And Boston. They, but I'm not saying they're not going to shoot, hit some threes, mm-hmm. but not 49%. So I think they close that off. I think Michael Porter Jr. especially, because he was pretty solid in game one defensively. He's not a great defender, but he was solid in game one, right. horrific in game two. Yep. So I think he comes back to the mean. And then I think, Nick, because, and if you, you saw it in game two. When their defense was active and really getting some steals, forcing some turnovers, getting some stops, they got out in transition. You got to get out in transition to some degree against Miami because if you allow them to just sit back in that zone or their set defense, it's going to be tough. So I think those – for those reasons, Denver can pull this out. That's all, that's all fair. The, the, you mentioned Michael Malone spending two days really getting after Denver might lock them in. Michael Malone was pretty angry about their defense in game one. Right. And he said, listen, they just missed the open shot. So there were two days there that he was getting after them, and it actually got worse. I've got Miami tonight and for the series, and for a few reasons. And first, I want to talk about the home court stuff. Mm-hmm. The reason that I think that loss for Denver was so devastating for their chances to win the series is not because Miami is some dominant home team. They sure aren't. But it is because Denver is not a good road team. They were not in the regular season. They were they had the 11th best road record in basketball this year, sandwiched, I think, between Minnesota and the Chicago Bulls. They have not been a great road team this postseason. So it is less that Miami well, they, will raise their game. Well, they were. Tell well, that to the Lakers. That, but that wasn't the only series they played. They were 1-1 one one against Minnesota. The they were 1-2 against Phoenix. And then they were 2-0 and oh against the Lakers. But. It is less about Miami raising its game when they're at home versus on the road and more about Denver falling off significantly when they are not at home with that crowd and that altitude and that inherent edge. And here's the other part of it. I don't think there are significant adjustments for Denver to make other than the one you mentioned. Um, Michael Porter Jr., can you make shots? Yeah, please. Can you play better? Which is similar to Miami's adjustment of Caleb Martin. Can you be something closer to who you were in the Eastern Conference Finals than three points in each of these games? Mm-hmm. Those aren't really adjustments. That's can this guy play better? I think Miami has actual adjustments. Adjustment number one, match Bam minute, Bam's minutes to Jokic's minutes and therefore don't get railroaded when you have to put Cody Zeller or whomever's on the court. And maybe if you are matching Bam's minutes with Jokic's minutes, you don't have to play Zeller at all. You can put Kevin Love in its center and match their small ball with your small ball. I think that they can ask Jimmy Butler to be more at home, assertive, looking for foul calls and seeing if he can get KCP or Aaron Gordon in foul trouble and get to the line. I think there are more wrinkles for Miami to roll out, and that's before Tyler Hero even comes into the series if he does. And I just don't trust Denver as a dominant road team because they haven't been all year. Can I give you a Michael Porter Jr. wrinkle? So here are his stats. Obviously, he's gotten worse as we go. He's at, you know, barely... 17%, 18% 17%, 18% here in the finals versus Miami. So this has been a common refrain of mine if you're a fan of the show, where there's a certain point where you're shooting so poorly, I would like you to stop taking threes. Yeah. So I just wanted to get a little bit closer. So game yeah. one, he had a put-back dunk, 
and he attacked the basket and had this little flush on Bam. And then against the Suns, he had this big dunk again against Kevin Durant. Game two, he didn't take any, a shot even close to the paint. He had one that he had to take that Joker dumped off to him uh, as shot clock was expiring. Go downhill, attack a little bit. He mentioned it uh, in his post-game, not post-game, but media availability. Right. That he's like, I got Gabe Vincent on, on me. I can take him to the hole and score, but like that's not within the flow of our offense. We want to space out. I'd like to see him attack a little bit more, get a little more confidence. Well, one thing, that transition, getting out in transition helps mm-hmm. that. All right, so that would get him going downhill, maybe get a few dunks. But, yeah, he can attack the rim. You said initially, I don't think this is what you meant, but move a little closer, like he's going to take some long twos. There, no, the difficulty like with the long twos versus closer. three. He means a lot closer. A lot closer. A lot closer. Significantly closer. I agree, he can he attack the rim. Dunk the ball. And I also think that they can, what they're going to do, and this will bleed into our next question, but – Jamal Murray, they can get – like Butler's guarding him. Mm-hmm. They can run Butler through a lot of actions or like a lot of picks, mm-hmm. pick and rolls, and try to get the mismatch with Vincent sure. or Struess or anybody else on, on Murray. Murray. So I think I, they'll do a lot of that stuff as well. Before we move on, mm-hmm. do either one of you anticipate a blowout tonight? No. In either no. direction? No. Okay. If it's close late, who do you trust? Yeah, tricky. And you had this stat. John Shulman, I think, tweeted it. But then we dug further into it. So this is the Miami Heat by quarter this postseason. Just a dominant fourth quarter team. How does that compare to the rest of the league this year, this postseason? Show Miami's fourth quarter. The important thing is the number. The Lakers were the second best fourth quarter team. They were plus 31. The Nuggets have been the third best. They were plus 19. So how does it compare historically? Here are the three best fourth quarter playoff teams ever. This year's Miami Heat, the bubble year Miami Heat, and LeBron's Cavs in 07, which is odd. That surprised me. But those are the only three teams ever to have a plus 90 fourth quarter point difference. How many of those teams won titles? What? Well, right now, none of them, okay. but there's only been two. But the point that I make, I understand that part of it, Brew. The point I'm making is Miami's ability to weather any storm, no matter what happens over the first 36 minutes of the game, and then respond by taking control of it in the fourth is really unlike any, almost anything we have seen. And if we don't think it's a blowout, why would you trust Denver to out-execute Miami down the stretch when no one has? Well, one, because they've been good themselves in the fourth quarter, as you saw yeah. on that. Not as good as Miami, obviously, but they have been good. They got the best player on the floor. They've got another clutch guy in Jamal Murray. They withstood those fourth quarters with the Lakers. So, yeah, they look, they're smart. They're smarter than Boston. Uh, I think they've got more – scores outside of Giannis than, than Milwaukee, Milwaukee has. So, yeah, I think they'll be fine. Do you ascribe any of that, even 1% of that, to Miami underachieving during the first three quarters of the game? No, I don't ascribe it to that. But Zach Lowe, friend of all of ours, pointed something out. Because he, listen, I think I watch basketball as closely as anybody. I think I understand it really well. But Zach has an ability to see things that I don't, that I just simply don't see. He said that more than any other team over the last few years, he believes Spolstra 
keep some, at, like almost like an NFL coach that will call a play early in the game to set something up later in the game, yeah, right. that Spo has specific actions off screens that he keeps in his pocket to unveil late. And oh, he like talked that. about that. That beginning of the fourth quarter, which is when this game flipped, the Duncan Robinson explosion, that they were running actions off screens that they hadn't been running the entirety of the game. So, which can put Denver in a rough spot where if they're screwing up on the actions on the screen and then Malone calls timeouts, yells at them like, guys, you got to be locked in, and then they switch it on you, Mm -hmm. your your being locked in can almost work against you. So, I think that might be the reason for it. Yeah, just for the record, Josh and I also knew that. Oh. Okay, sorry. We were grinding. Should have asked you first. Still has a considerable lead on MVP after dropping 41 in a losing effort in Game Two. Jimmy still hasn't had that monster breakout scoring game. Here's his numbers this postseason: only averaging 17 after close to 38 against Giannis. So who's more likely to drop 40? We'll start with Broussard. Do you have control of the ball? Jokic. He's a much better scorer. They they will likely stay in single coverage against him because they know if he gets big numbers, it doesn't necessarily mean they're going to win. And he doesn't have the responsibilities on the other end. Like Jimmy being locked in on Jamal Murray, we talked about it yesterday, not only keeping him from scoring a lot, but Mm -hmm. getting up a lot of shots. He had 22 shots in game one, 15 in game two. A lot of that is Butler being able to deny him and just get him out of the flow. And so Butler, if I'm Denver – I am going to really put Jimmy in a lot of action, not just to get him off of Jamal, but to wear him down. And I think they're going to go at him and try to wear him down on that end to some degree so he's so focused on the defensive end that he can't do it offensively. And what you hope is that unlike game two, he didn't do as much offensively during the first three quarters, but the last seven minutes he had plenty left. You want to try to wear him down to the point where he doesn't have that much left at the end of a game. I 1,000% agree with Brew, and it will all go further as this. I think that the number one thing that Denver wants to prevent is Jimmy going off. Because when when Jimmy is scoring in the mid-high 30s, Miami feels unbeatable. This postseason, you know what I mean? They when when he is rolling, it it feels like it it leads to unlike what we've talked about with Jokic, where his offense is almost independent of what the rest of the team is doing. It breeds a confidence. It leads to Miami getting their defense set every time because they're making baskets. I think Miami would love not. They're not going to change their game plan or approach, but. They would love nothing more than for Jimmy Butler to have a dozen points after the first quarter. And I said it earlier, I'll say it again. I think at home, where you typically get a friendlier whistle, I think he should absolutely try to draw, yes, the pump fakes and try to get to the free throw line 9, 10, 11 times. That's also time for him where he can rest a bit on, on free throws. Jokic, on the other hand, I am going... If I am Eric Spolster, if I am Miami, I am going to let Jokic beat me scoring the basketball until he actually beats me scoring the basketball. And we talked about it yesterday that Isaiah Thomas, Magic Johnson, Steve Nash, Mm -hmm. some of the greatest point guards ever, some of the greatest passers ever, their highest scoring playoff games their teams did not win. It is the same thing with Jokic. So I understand it's not as simple. Spo doesn't want us to think it's simple to do. I get that part of it, but I do think it's a sound strategy. The thing is this. He had 31 through the first three quarters, and they're up eight. 
So I think Denver, as I said yesterday, they lost it on the defensive end. Like, their offense was fine. You look at all the percentages, the effective field goal percentage, most of that was up from game one. Their problem was they didn't get the stops that they got in game one. So, I, I, look, if they play Jokic that way, he's going to be smart and try to get everybody involved. But I don't think it's a bad thing if he drops 40. I think they're going to win a game if he drops 40. You've been in a game where I'll, – I'll brag just because I've played some lower-level basketball. Yeah. You ever been in a game where you're like, you know what? I should be taking every shot. Like, the best shot is my shot, and it kind of screws you up because you're trying to get other guys involved. I mean, this is a pretty low-level basketball. Sure. <laughs> no, no, no. Several older no, gentlemen. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm Why? Like, you guys are really yeah. old. Why? You, guys you, are like you play with 60-year-olds? I'm just saying there's several Wild old men. I'm like, I should shoot Why the ball got every grandfathered time. into a local, uh, you know, Utica Orthodontics League, wild. and he crushes there. But it screws you so, up. But usually, I'm like, don't you think like, I'm going to pass it to you to be nice? But yeah. But when, that's the strategy. I, I'm be, I, when I'm being that dominant, mm-hmm. I just keep shooting. Okay. I, that's just, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to keep shooting. Shoot. You guys, no, <laughs> Brew has not been that dominant yes. since he was in college, oh. which was, again, back when Jerry I West was winning finals MVPs. And you're talking about your upstate New York men's league. We've lost the plot. It's not even a league. It's, it's just local it's, pick-up. It's really just exercise. Okay. <laughs> you can score. <laughs> Lakers not extending uh, Anthony Davis. That's with a question mark. Oh. Next on Fox Sports 1 and the Fox Sports channel on Sirius XM. It's FS1, Nick. It's not. I know. Fox Sports 1. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So, to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash FTF. netsuite.com slash FTF. netsuite.com slash FTF. Anthony Davis, long-term Laker, maybe. AD's under contract for around $40 million next year, then it gets fuzzy. Dave McMenamin saying, quote, he doesn't think the Lakers will be in a position to give AD a long-term extension. Windhorst saying the primary off-season goal is to get Anthony Davis locked down. <laughs> what? Fight, fight, fight. Colleagues, too. Colleagues. Good or great. bad idea to extend Anthony Davis? It is the definition of a no-brainer. 
I can't believe. Listen, I don't hold the Lakers front office in as high of regard as certain people do. I understand Pretty folks wanted to you give used to really Rob Palinka the executive of the year. Well, they, you know what I mean? When the, you've had a fire in your kitchen for a year and a half and you eventually begrudgingly decide to pull out the fire extinguisher, I guess you deserve some credit for not letting the whole house burn down. But I don't think it exactly makes yeah. you homeowner of the year. But set that aside. I, the, it, Anthony Davis is not a perfect player. But he's 30 years old, coming off some of his most dominant basketball of his career. And I just want people to understand this. If they do not extend him this year, he is a free agent. And can go anywhere. He has a player option for the following year. He, you know, if he says, "I don't want to pick it up," out, if he right. opts out, he goes anywhere he wants, and you get nothing for him. Like, oh, well, what's that? What's that free agent class look like right now? The two best people that'd be available, other than AD, are Jalen Brown, who'd probably be locked up, Pascal Siakam. You're not replacing Anthony Davis if you lose him for nothing. I don't understand any possible argument. As to not giving Anthony Davis an extension. I'd understand if this were LeBron. It's like, oh, Lakers don't know if they want to extend LeBron. Like, yeah, he's going into year 21. He's 38 years old. Why would you not immediately call up his agent, Rich Paul, and say, uh, the max? We are offering you the max. We want to keep you. I, I, it, it makes no sense to me whatsoever. Look, I tend to agree with you that they'll extend him and they should. But I, I don't think it's as cut and dried as you do. I mean, again, I would do it. But you ask for arguments. What if they want to sit back and see if he plays 60 games, 50 games, 40 games this year? I mean, he obviously is injury prone. So what if he plays 37 games next season? Yeah, I'd Like, I nice. think they may be watching for that. And you seem to think the idea of him leaving as a free agent is not that simple. Most of the great teams aren't going to have a ton of money. I'll mention Dallas. If they were to let Kyrie Irving walk and not bring on more salary next season, they would have about $50 million under the cap. And we've talked about this before. Luca and AD, that would be yeah. something. So there are a few teams out there, but that's say we'll, San we'll see. Antonio could if, have but if they if they Wimby do sign, and AD could be yeah, interesting. Yeah, but I don't, I don't. Well, but that's does yeah. he want to go play with Wimby and be second to a, a twenty year old? I don't know. But so my point is, even if he becomes a free agent. It doesn't mean they can't re-sign him because they'll be able to offer him more money than any other team. It is the Lakers. It is Los Angeles where I assume he likes living. Like, they still, even if they didn't extend him, would be in the, the advantageous spot to bring him back. But I agree with you in that I would, I would go ahead and extend him. Mm-hmm. And even if he gets hurt, you still can trade him. He still becomes an asset that... You can move. You have no fear of losing him. But if you decide you want to go in a different direction, you can trade him. And look, he's not a number one. I've said it physically or mentally. Now I believe he's not a number one. But if LeBron were to retire, and I've got Anthony Davis, then I just need to add that dog. And so, and, it's and the, the players around him are right. It's LA, so a lot of guys will want to go there. So I'm with you, but I, I don't think it's asinine I if do. they let it go because well, well, they're still going to likely get him back anyway. But but, but you can't let uh, you, you, something that could be a hundred percent certainty. You can't be like, well. Let me just let it be a 75% certainty because it'll probably turn out in my favor. This, and again, sometimes we compare guys or we think in our mind's eye, well, he's not Giannis, he's not Jokic. Would you, if Joel Embiid had a year left on his deal, would you instantly do everything you could to extend him? 
Yes. Donovan Mitchell, who is not nearly the player Anthony Davis is. Yes. Any, we're talking about giving Jalen Brown more money than Anthony Davis is eligible for. Anthony Davis is exponentially more impactful than Jalen Brown. There is, I, I understand the injury concern is a unfortunate reality of his situation. What I'm saying is, in today's NBA, if Anthony Davis tomorrow, it was said, oh my goodness, He's going to miss all of next season. He had foot surgery. I'd still give him the max. Why? Be- because someone else will. Someone yeah, else will. Yeah, but I will. can still I'll overpay. The, the, I can pay him more than any other team. Oh, well, He's with a historic franchise. He's in Los Angeles. But if and what? who knows how he'll come back from that. But footage. if your plan is to, is to sign him anyway, why damage the relationship? Why do things to alienate the player when especially this part of it? Can we show the Lakers since AD came back from injury? They were awesome. They were, that was, and by the way, LeBron missed a lot of that time. Can we show Anthony Davis this postseason, which is what we just saw most recently? He was fantastic. The most blocks by any player in a decade, and he only played three rounds of the postseason, and one of them they got swept in. It's not like they had 20 postseason games. If you're, I just, I don't understand why they wouldn't want to re-sign him. Wild. I think they just re-sign him. But yeah, I, I don't. I wish I could add more fireworks to the conversation, but I just I, think it's an obvious. I agree. Re-sign. I just don't think it's as like. But then if it, they I, don't. Oh my gosh, the sky. I guess is the question the I would ask then is, how many guys in the league? Would, if Anthony Davis, you would say, let's just wait and see, we'll probably all bring him back. Are we saying there's only four, five, six guys in the league that we would blindly resign a year early? Steph, Giannis, Jokic, and I don't know, Jason Tatum. But Tatum's got question marks like AD does. Like, I don't get it. If he's not an immediate extension candidate, then I think it's all based are. on his injury history. Like, I don't, I don't think it's anything with his game, I okay. think it's injuries. All right, coming up next. The latest on John Morant. Part story, part rumor, to be 100% honest with you, but we're going to digest it. Digest it? Yeah. Dissect it? Well, I'm going to digest it. Deep right field and gone! Baseball is back, and so is Slipping Bats. Five times a week, Monday through Friday. So follow us on the Fox Sports app, YouTube, and anywhere you get your podcasts. What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie, your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer with over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros. Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back. And their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless. From researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience, Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie 
to get all their jobs done well. So during the Breakfast Club's rumor report, Claudia Jordan dropped this update slash rumor on John Morant. I'm going to read it verbatim. My sources say that the relative in the car in the back seat had a toy gun in the car. The gun is not real. Okay. Charlemagne, like myself, was skeptical, skeptical, saying if that was a toy gun, why not say that from the start? Why issue an apology? Thank you, Charlemagne. Correct. So, Brew, this got some traction, and we were debating whether to do this story because yeah. it's kind of a rumor. It's in a, the report was in something called the rumor report, so it's kind of up. So your reaction? I'm with you and Charlemagne. In fact, here is that apology from Ja after the second incident that we're talking about. I know I've disappointed a lot of people who have supported me. This is a journey and I recognize there's more work to do. My words may not mean much right now, but I take full accountability for my actions. I'm committed to continuing to work on myself. If that was a toy, don't you think you would have come out right from the get go and say, it's, it was a toy. It's a toy gun, okay? Don't I wouldn't be stupid enough to play with a real gun again after I talked to the commissioner and blah, blah, blah. But he didn't do that, and since he didn't do it, I believe it was not a toy gun. Now, if it were a toy, let's just, just play like it was a toy. First of all, it's incredibly stupid, even if it is a toy, because people don't know that it's fake. Your, your, your endorsement deal with Nike's on the line. A suspension from the NBA is on the line. Not to mention people think you're playing with a real gun if you're in the wrong areas. Or well, We've yeah. even seen people kill, shot by cops for, yeah. with a toy gun. So it's just a stupid thing to do. And it also would bring into question his mental like, you're a 23-year-old grown man, and I guess your friends in the back that supposedly had the toy gun are too. Why are you playing with toy guns? Like, that would be ridiculous. It would be juvenile to the nth degree. I will say this, though, Nick, and I believe it was a real gun. If it were a toy, though, as stupid as it was, I don't think the NBA could suspend him. I mean, uh, I guess they could, but I, I don't think they should. There is no way... And I would scream to the high heavens, and I imagine the Players Association would too. If they suspend a player for having a toy, well, gun, whatever, that's, it's that's, a toy. Well, hold up. There is no way you and, could suspend that, uh, And I would hope these that, dudes would stand up and say, no, it's a toy. That's, hold on. That's, to me, that's kind of stripped of the context of it. I don't I would, care. I, I, it's a toy. Well, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. We the and again, if the, people works, are just believe, ju- right. just tuned in halfway through. Bruce said he's healthy skepticism that, about any of that, but he was saying if it were, I want to wa- also walk down the road of if it were. I actually think, given the context, that might be worse because we are all assuming that that what the gun, real or fake, was held legally. It's not in legal jeopardy here. It's about decision making, risk. What you told Adam Silver and your responsibilities to the Grizzlies and the, uh, the partners of the NBA. So, the, if it's a toy gun, you get, as you alluded to there, none of the... Listen, I'm not a gun person, but gun folks, I know, understand, believe there is a level of protection that comes with carrying your own pistol. You get none of that with a toy. You do get all the risk. You do get all the risk of someone like we have talked about saying, oh... Look at this wannabe gangster. And so you get all the risk, none of the protection. That seems like a loss. Also, 
if you met with Adam Silver, had a conversation with Adam Silver, I've learned my lesson, I'll be better, all of that, and then you do the exact same thing, except, oh, here's the thing, I'll leak a month later through sources, this thing that everybody's freaking out about at a press conference about the finals about, it was, a, it was, it was plastic. How does that help anything? Because he's not, the, the, the problem here is not Ja committed this crime. The problem is Ja is acting a fool. Right. That's the problem. But you, and, you can suspend somebody or should suspend and cost somebody millions of dollars for being I, stupid? Well, I, here's the thing. I think that's what, whether it's toy or real, I think that's what they're doing. Because there is, again, there is no if crime. If it's real, it's, if, it's a lot different. Well, a real gun just brings dangers I, to even yourself. A, a, well, a right. A toy bring. gun doesn't bring dangers to yourself. Unless, of course, someone Somebody, with a real right. gun sees it. Right. And so I just find this entire thing outrageous. And I also find, because I don't believe that Claudia Jordan and the folks on The Breakfast Report were making this up out of whole cloth. I do believe that someone in Ja's circle told her this. Now, whether that's the story they're going with the, to the NBA on or not, I don't know. They're just doing I, a trial I, balloon. So but, do you think, like, I, I first of all, what does Ja's camp mean? All right, he stopped, reportedly stopped following his best friend, Devontae Pack, who's the guy with the Instagram Live Stop following him on social media. So the, are they even tight now? And is, is what she said, his camp, is it the immediate camp? Or is it just some guys on the periphery? Like, I don't, I don't necessarily, I would be stunned if this is Jaws' defense, if indeed it's a real gun. Like, they're actually going to say, oh, it's fake, it was a toy? But, they, but I guess I think, Wilds, whether this was, whether we take this report at face value or not, the, the other thing hanging over this is the words from Adam Silver when he said, and the other things we've uncovered right. in our investigation. Yeah, I don't know. New what information. That and new information. And then also, to your point, Brew, and to Charlemagne's point, uh, if you watch the, the, you know, the yeah. snippet from The Breakfast Club, then what was that apology about? Mm -hmm. Now, the apology was vague and somewhat nebulous, but it wasn't. I've done nothing wrong. Right. It, it was it was clearly I need to get better about you know about the actions I take, and that to me applies no matter how potent that weapon was or was not. Like, would it matter if it was loaded or not loaded? Like, to me, we're going down a path that kind of misses the point. So, I view this from ten thousand feet as a product of an information vacuum. That Adam Silver says they've got a report. And they've decided to hold on to it in agreement with the Players Association because, in part, because it would be unfair to overshadow the Miami and right. Denver. So the question I have for you, Brew, we're in the media. Do you think that's going to work? Because once the finals are over and the NBA is up here, I think it's an, an odd decision to say, all right, we're here, everybody's happy, and now here's the suspension, here's this jaw report, and here's no news in the calendar. We're starting to get into a, a, a light time in the sports calendar outside of baseball, yeah. regular season baseball, to knock that out of the front pages. I feel like there's going to be a lot more attention on it I, by holding this info rather than be like, it's 
done. It's completed. We've made our decision. Here it is. I do agree with the decision not to announce it during the finals because I do think it will overshadow the NBA finals to at least a game or so. If you do it after the finals, yeah, it's going to be big news. It was going to be huge news anyway. And then you got the draft coming up. Yep. And then you go into free agency. So I, I think I, it would – I think it would be fun. I think the mistake – I thought that press conference – I think Adam Silver, Commissioner Silver, I, has done a lot of really good things. I also think he's had some weak points on certain things. I thought that press conference was very poorly handled from before it started. Why? Because I, his plan was to say that, right? His plan was to say, we've made our decision. Right. We're not telling you what it is. That, to me, is a ridiculous contention. It's just, it's a ridiculous, and it reminded me of, like, if you have a kid, and it's like, oh, you're, you're in trouble. I'll tell you how much trouble when you wake up in the morning. Like, huh? Like, no. Like, the, if he didn't want to overshadow the finals then I think the answer has to be we are, content, still, we are yeah, continuing yeah. to gather information. There's a lot here. We're not just investigating that. We're investigating everything now surrounding Ja, and we hope to have an answer for you know him and the mm. Grizzlies as soon as possible. Instead, he had these ominous things of things we've uncovered, gravely concerned. Talk to you about it in two weeks. How about I thought it was I just thought it was poorly done. And I think it does, like you said, create this information vacuum where I, I if they have the ruling, I think they should have just announced it or and maybe this is, you know, bad by my own morals, just lied. And been like we don't have Acting it yet. Like you don't and you know what I mean? We don't have it yet. We we're still investigating. Okay. Uh all right. We're gonna leave that there. Now we're gonna talk about Dane being traded. Ooh. I don't know if that's gonna happen. Okay. Yeah. Uh, He's not good at those. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Damian Lillard has remained staunchly adamant that he wants to win in Portland and he does not want out. He has not wavered. He is loyal to the soil, but he will also be honest if you ask him which team he'd be a good fit with. <laughs> I think I've made it clear, you know, what my wishes are. You know, I want to do it. I want to have opportunity to win in Portland and you know right now we got the we got a, a opportunity asset wise to to build our team that that can build a team that can compete you know that would be the number one thing but if we can't do that um then you know obviously like I've said you know for months now like then there's a separate conversation that we would have to have if one of those trades went went through out of those teams, which one would you be like, ah, oh, that's not too bad? <laughs> Miami, obviously. <laughs> 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 Miami is the obvious one. And Bam is my dog. Bam is my dog, for real. But, I mean, I think Miami the obvious one. Brooklyn is the obvious one. Is another obvious one because Mikael Bridges is my dog, too. So, I mean, and both, have, and both are, you know, capable 
have capable rosters. All right, bro. I would say your reaction, or will Dame's loyalty keep him from ever winning a title? I'll answer it. Will his loyalty keep him from winning a title? Yes. If he stays in Portland the rest of his career, he is not going to win a championship. Mm -hmm. This is the truth that I don't think Dame or the Blazers want to accept. As great as Damian Lillard is, uh, and he's going to be a Hall of Famer. We know he's named top 75 player. He's not good enough to lead that team as they are, and even with the third pick or what you get for the third pick, to a championship. He's a 6'2 guard. You know how many normal-sized point guards have led teams to championships? All in NBA the seven history. Tell us. year history Tell us, of bro. the league. Isaiah Thomas and Steph Curry. That's the fullest. That's it. Nope. So that's not an insult to Dame. That's right. It's just that it doesn't have it. Gus Williams in 79, but that Dennis Johnson was arguably their best player. Yeah. Jack Sigmund was there. I'm I mean, proud of this show, man. That's we, the we second time in a week we've mentioned the 79 side. Hey, You're not getting that I, anywhere I, else. Unlike you two, <laughs> I watched those games on tape <laughs> well, delay. Well, I would have, but, but, but I was not alive. <laughs> tape but delay. go ahead. But here, look, and, and I, Dame's loyalty and the Blazers' loyalty is admirable. But it is flawed thinking on both sides. All right. They're not getting enough with the number three pick to challenge anybody in the West next year. They're not. So Dame saying we got the assets. No, you don't. All right. They need to trade Dame, get young, you know, some young talent that fits the timeline of Anthony Simon, Shaden Sharp, and those guys, and build from there. For Dame, and he, I, Kevin Garnett was the same way. Did not want to leave Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Goes to Boston, wins the championship, plays in another finals, and this is what KG said later. My only regret in my entire career is that I didn't go to Boston sooner. And Dame would feel the same way. If Dame went to Philly or a team that had a chance to win the championship, and even if he doesn't win it, even gets to the finals or maybe does win it, his career, as great as it's already been, his legacy would skyrocket, and he would look back and be like, man, I, this is what I've been missing. Well, of course. And, and th- listen, the, if you're not 6'5 or taller, you can't be the best player on the title list unless you are the best true point guard ever in Isaiah Thomas or the best shooter ever. That's the rules of the NBA. Sorry, people thought Jordan was going to be too small. 6'6". Right, six, six. Right. And people were like, right. oh, I can't win with the best player being a guard. Guy was 6'6". Six, six. Also, no matter how great you are, can't overcome franchise total negligence. LeBron, I believe the greatest player ever. You believe the second greatest player ever. Had to leave Cleveland. It's like, you got to be kidding me. I'm banging my head against the wall, and you're giving me Larry Hughes and Big Z, who I love, and very old Shaq. Like, it just, there's, there's a ceiling there. Also, Dame is 33. He's 33 and a small guard. The window is not wide right. open. Now, for the Blazers fans that are frustrated by this story, I understand. Maybe the bright, the, here is the, I guess, the sunny white side way to look at it. He's listing Bam and most notably Mikhail Bridges as guys he wants to play with in Portland. Hey, Mikhail's my guy. We have the number three pick. Would Portland, would Brooklyn take that deal? I bet they would. Mikhail Bridges for the, for the third, third pick? pick? Yeah, for Scoot. Hmm. Or for Brandon Miller, maybe. I think the and if you're Portland, you then have Shaden Sharp. 
You have you're the, I'm sorry. Okay, so so is that an, my point is that's still not enough. Of course it's not near enough. The top of the no, West. of course it's not enough. That's the problem right. for Dame. Is let's say they trade the number three pick for Mikael Bridges, who is a very good player. Right. Dame, Mikael Bridges, Shaden Sharp, and still no defense, and Nurkic, if he's still – it's not even close. And this is where I think – and listen, I have a bit – I think I say this. I have a bit of a relationship with Dame, like as far as like DMing and talking hoops. I have massive respect for Dame, and he gets very frustrated by the way he's discussed on – I don't know about this, – this show, other show shows that feels like his – what he's accomplished in this league – has not been respected. That when he was young, people told him to wait his turn, and now that he's older, he's damn near missing all NBA teams for young guys like SGA, right? That those are, that's like, when when's my time? The problem is, man, there have been four playoff series victories in the entirety of your career. Melo got roasted for this yep. as great of a player. He had three. And do I blame Dame for that? Absolutely not. Do I think Dame is one of the few guys in the League Wilds whose game raises in the postseason? I think the numbers show it. He has two walk-off buzzer beaters. Two of the three in all of NBA history to win a series are by him. But you got to have the horses around you, and they're not going to have that in Portland while he is still a great player. All right, so, so Brew, the other thing he talked about was like straight up going to the Heat, who are in the finals. Now, maybe if they win, or if they, win they want to blow it up, say, you know what, we have a chance to get Dame. And then he talked about Brooklyn, like Brooklyn was on the cusp. I was going to say, I, I don't think Brooklyn makes much sense. But he also went to the game, remember? Yeah, and, so, yeah. and I guess but that game was against Philly. Okay, so a little so, combo I mean, so, platter there. Yeah. So here he but is. He didn't mention Philly. Man, is that out of respect for James Harden? I don't, you know, who knows? Respect for James Harden. Like, I'm, just, I'm just saying, I mean, I guess, like, but James Harden's out of there. <laughs> well, he's torn, reportedly, okay. right? Houston and Philly. I, look, the Brooklyn. If he goes to Brooklyn. The same they're, spot. Right. They're better yeah. than Portland, sure. But they're not They're you're not a threat to win the fifth East. best team. And, you know, Miami is interesting. Because what, what doesn't Dame do? Defend. Defend. Yeah. And you, you better defend in Miami. I don't care who you are. I agree. And but they don't make exceptions there. Like, and and I, I'm not saying he wouldn't play. But I'm just saying, like, he would have to play differently in Miami. He would be awesome, though. He would, He's great. He would give them the talent. We would no longer be talking about, oh, they don't have the talent. They're not as good as a roster as Boston and so on and so forth. But he would but have to play some is, defense. This is what I would, I would say. Everyone is allowed to do whatever makes them happy. And if for Damian Lillard, it means what means the most to him is being the best player in franchise history, never changing teams, having that legacy, and – Really enjoys being, which I would not blame him for one bit, the main attraction. You know what I mean? It's like, hey, people come here to see me. Right. He's made all the money in the world. It's going to make the same money no matter where he goes. I do not begrudge him that. But if he feels like, man, I'm going to feel like I left meat on the bone if I don't at least have a realistic chance to win a championship. He has three playoff wins, not series wins, three playoff game wins in the last five seasons, last five years, the or the last four years, years. Going, I'm sorry, from 20 through this season. Right. If then he is smart enough to know from basketball perspective, there is no path for Portland to winning a championship in the next three years. And after the next three years, we're talking about a guy in his late 30s, like that, then it's just not tenable. Like his window is right 
now. And, and if that's what's important to him, then he, I think, should force the issue. And you talked about him feeling slighted. He's not. He's a top 75 player over Klay Thompson, who's got, what, four championships? Yeah, but he's and been a main – but I'm just saying, like, he's a top 75 player. He is not slighted. The, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. The only way for him to get that next level of respect is, is to win a championship or at least be in a position to play for a championship. Yeah, like, like that's, that's Chris not Paul didn't win a title, way. but that finals run mattered for him. Yeah, I, Iverson getting to the finals, it, it, that it, mattered. Uh, those yes. things were – and for a guy like the opposite, and this is the far far extreme, and I'm not taking a shot because I know it was your guy, for T-Mac, it's, the, it's like the big yeah, but. It's like yeah, all of this, but none of the postseason stuff. What's and weird Mello for too, Dame is – what Say it again. Mellow to some degree. Absolutely. It, what's weird for Dame is this. When he's been in the playoffs – He's been so awesome. Yeah. He's, he walked off his first career playoff series. I think it was his first career, certainly his first series victory. He walked off against Houston. He then did it to Paul George. Paul yep. George still thinks that was a bad shot. No, he, didn't. he came the, around on that. Okay, sorry. He I came just, around on that. I'd like to see him with another great player. Okay. I would, too. Uh, we're breaking down Jimmy's press conference next. First things first. Hemi Buckets. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Game three tonight, Denver favored by three. Jimmy only averaging 17 points, but he doesn't care about anything except winning and delicious coffee. (laughs) We're not worried about how much money you make. We're not worried about the stats. We're not worried about the all-star appearances. We don't give a blank about Eastern Conference Finals MVP. Honestly, we don't give a blank about Finals MVP either. We only care about winning the championship. I also broke this down with hubs for, for a pocket version. Jimmy's quote recap, not worried about money stats all-stars, doesn't give a beep about Eastern Finals MVP or the Finals MVP. He only cares about winning the championship. That's well done, Wild. Well, that's well I, done. I just want, it's, a, it's a wallet version, so Thank you can you. carry it around if you're ever confused. Your reaction. Uh, my, my reaction is that, listen, I, that's fine that he can say that he doesn't care about any of it. I actually believe it. He's one of the only guys that I would believe it from. Uh, that's my answer well, to your money, question. The money. My, my answer to the question on the screen, about the yes. which is who would a title mean more for forgot Joker about that. I got to the Which is you just did your whole bit first and forgot Sorry. that He's part so of it. Set on I, obviously, obviously yep. you it would care mean about a shiny. Go Jimmy Butler and you. For both of them. But I think it's without a doubt Joker. And here's why. Wow. It's what he gains and then also the downside effects if he doesn't. So if he wins the title, he enters true legend territory. Wilds has been using this graphic throughout the week. We can show it to you again. This is credit to you and Josh. But 
two MVPs and a Finals MVP. That's a heck of a. That is, Ooh. I mean, I don't have to give you the where they are all time, but the worst guy on that list is Moses Malone, who won three MVPs and was arguably the best player in the league from '79 to '83. So, like, if that's the worst guy, you're you're joining that, that group. Also, becomes the I think unquestioned best player alive, and and this one's important. On something of a legacy free roll the rest of the way, hmm. he can still be subjected Moses to some scrutiny. Yeah. But let me give you a four instance. Guy with two MVPs, one finals, one finals MVP. What if Giannis didn't have the playoff run in 2021 culminating in the title and then this year happened? He'd be getting what destroyed. would and he was criticized? You know what I mean. Of course, you're criticized some, but it wasn't like, oh my God, this guy's not. But it, but it was because you can't. So if Jokic wins that title, he's kind of inoculated from any real harsh. The only time you then get real harsh criticism is then if you win enough. Where now you're elevated to like, could he be the greatest player ever? And then you can be crushed again. But you're really in like a legacy free roll area. Jimmy, on the other hand, and I don't know if you agree with me here, Brew, I feel like he, he has gotten the credit we normally save for winning the title by getting to the finals with this team. Like, I don't think it moves massively if they finish the job. Really? Yeah, because I think right now he's already considered one of the best playoff performers of his era, has carried an eight seed. Everyone, you like, he, nobody's going to kill him if they lose. And Joker becomes the difference for Joker is this, Brew. If they win, he's in that D Wade, Kevin Garnett, Charles Barkley echelon. And if they don't, he's like in the Russ Harden Nash echelon, right? I, I love how you throw out your top 30 and, and this he's a top 30 player as if it's all written. So I'm, I'm, but, I'm but saying I'm, that admirably. I think you agree with those general vicinities. Yeah, I mean, look, if he loses, he then, like you said, he's playing the rest of his career or at least until he wins a championship. He's now, it's like if he loses this ring to the eighth seed in yes. Heat, when you're not going to have – and I don't want to say this. This will come off oh, as disrespectful to the Heat. An easier chance. But, but if, next time he gets to the finals, he's probably facing Giannis. He's probably facing Tatum and Brown. He, who, you, he might be facing Embiid. You yeah. know what I mean? Who knows who he's going against? And then it's a tough road to even get there in the West. So this is a shot that he has, and he'll get criticized like Giannis if he doesn't deliver on it. Let me, let me address this, what Jimmy Butler said about not caring about all the accolades yeah. and stuff. That's the freedom of not being like an upper echelon all-time great. LeBron James doesn't have that luxury. Like, LeBron James is so great and came into the league so great that he's got to win MVPs and championships. Obviously, Butler wants championships. Finals MVPs. Get all the accolades. Jimmy's played. Now, he's gotten accolades, but he's played most of his career. People underrating him, not expecting much from him. So when you're that level of player, you don't worry about all the accolades because you're just you, – they're not really relevant to you because you're not in that class. Even And now he's won a lot of accolades. So I, I think that's the mentality there. But I'm, with, I'm going with Butler. I agree with a lot of what you said. And I do agree. Like, if, if Miami wins, it's not like we're all of a sudden putting Jimmy Butler in some, you know, really high-ranking category. 
But this is where I think it's the trump card, Nick, and why I would go with Butler over Jokic as having more to gain. Because if Butler wins this championship, he will become an unforgettable NBA player. If he doesn't oh, win it, he, like, he's just another really good player in his era if they don't win this. If he wins this championship, you, Jimmy Butler will always be talked about in basketball circles. I, I don't know if I, I'm going too far with this to say, I mean, you can't tell the story of basketball without it, but this would be an improbable the most improbable championship well, that's where we've it, ever seen. That's where the first play-in team. Yep. So, and, and I get it. Of course, the story of basketball, there's so many guys you talk about before him. But if you keep the story going throughout the history of the league, you got to talk about, yeah. And then we created the play-in tournament. And the first well, team to ever win the championship, maybe the only team you know to ever win a championship, mm-hmm. 30 years from now, that was a play-in team, was led by Jimmy Butler. I wonder if it's less of a play-in team or AC. narrative. AC. I wonder if it's more of a counterbalance of a super team. That it would be like the story would be written on superstars yeah. teaming up and the story of Brooklyn falling apart and then Jimmy Butler well, rises It's the most with, improbable championship that, in the league history, correct. I would say. And that, the, the, where I agree with you as far as what it would do for memorability – I agree because this is the the Boston Red Sox until someone else in non hockey in someone in basketball or baseball comes back from 3-0 down in a series they know man we get brought up a half dozen times every playoffs for every sport mm-hmm. because it's Mercury whenever Morris. somebody right sure or an undefeated Dolphins. team whenever someone goes down 3-0 they got to say and it's never yeah. been done in basketball and only been done in once in baseball the 04 uh the 04 Red Sox if the heat win it where i agree with you it will always be whenever there is an 8 seed or a 7 seed even going on a run in the NBA playoffs be like yeah and the only eight seed to ever win the title is the, you know, 2023 Miami Heat. I just think Joker, I think it's really valuable to get the title for an all-time great player as early as possible. I know it sounds silly, but the ability to just remove yourself from the take gauntlet of he doesn't have it. He's the not monkey's like, off your the back. The monkey's off your back. I think it helps Kobe. I think one of the reasons Kobe was never afraid to take those shots was he won so early, no one could ever say he wasn't a champion. He took him, though, before he No, won. that is true. It might have just been who he was. But the for LeBron, bombs. I think it worked against him. I think one of the reasons Dallas happened was because it had been the that weight. long in his career and he was that close and it got to him. Mm. And if he had, you and know. And that's, what, again, that's the burden of being on that level. Yep. Like Jimmy Butler doesn't have that burden. No. That's so, true. Uh, even though the series tied, Denver's still favored to win it all. Now, Vegas not 10 toes down, but you are, Bersorn. Should the Heat embrace this underdog role? They're still underdogs. I've never seen something like this, bro. The Miami Heat have played 20 playoff games. Mm-hmm. They have been underdogs 16 times. Tonight will be the, their home. The 17th, and we can show you their record in it, and they've been better as an underdog than, look at that. They're 10-6. and six. The rest of the NBA is 18-47, and 47, which is just bananas. But they, of their, all of their playoff games, they were favorites. In the three home games against the Knicks, game four when they were up 3-0 against Boston, and that's it. 
Vegas has said at every turn, you know, we think that Chris Broussard guy's right. This team's not that good. Mm-hmm. There's all undrafted guys. Smart. And so it, there are Except different levels of underdog. <laughs> Can I? What, what Wilds? You also did this whole thing when the Celtics were underdog. Uh, excuse me, when the Celtics were favored uh-huh. uh, going yeah. into Miami. You thought it was so disrespectful. It, it and was. The Celtics were like, and it sure. was. We'll go down there and win, no problem. Yeah, yeah my, look, it's not a great home court. Uh, they lost to Atlanta in the play, it's, the first playing game in Miami. They've obviously lost their last two games at home. Uh, this is Nick, you brought up earlier talking about Denver, their regular season performances. That's what people are looking at. And, and I, I don't think it's wrong of you to say, look, they've been playing for two months in the playoffs, beat Giannis, beat Boston. Let's give them the respect they deserve. And, and that's fair. But we also are looking at the 82 games. And we're looking at the, the roster. Mm-hmm. And that's why they keep getting. But this is. This role. It's, it's, everybody in sports tries to create the nobody believes in us mentality. You saw it yesterday when we played the Chiefs sound. Yeah. When you're literally at the White House with the president <laughs> and you're saying, and we're going to prove everyone wrong again. <laughs> it is a really clearly valuable thing in sports, a rallying cry. The Heat have it authentically. Yes. And they are, they don't and they are given it. a new no source fake. of it every game. Yeah. Every game, it's like, oh, once again, the smart people out there think we can't win. Once again, we are massive underdogs. And so I just think it's a, it it's a great money-making opportunity, America. I'll tell you this much right now. Betting the Heat money line in these playoffs, I couldn't recommend it more. Denver, by, Denver <laughs> by five, though. Denver by five? Yeah, Denver by five. Oh, okay. Two units? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. An eventful 24 hours for Buffalo. New Bill Leonard Floyd met with the media yesterday and was already talking about the Super Bowl. Take a listen. It's simple. Uh, shoot, I want to win. I want to win the Super Bowl. And, I, and I'm examining teams and looking at their rosters, and the Bills the best. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I just feel like if I come here, I can help. And this morning, Josh Allen was revealed as the new Madden cover athlete. Oh. He's the first Bill to ever make the cover mm-hmm. and called it a dream come true. Okay. I thought it was a nice well, story. Well, I think congratulations are in order on two fronts. The first one to Kevin Wilds. Because Wilds is now off the hook. Because Wilds was responsible for the worst Madden cover ever, the Peyton Hillis Madden cover. That was your. That was you. That was you. You. You had your hand in that. Wilds in his previous iteration as TV master was like, "Hey, what if we get the Browns fullback (laughs) on the cover of Madden? That'll be a ratings bonanza." So you're now off the hook. Also, (laughs) this might be the best moment of the post Jim Kelly. Buffalo Bills, the best single best moment of the Josh Allen era. You know what I think it calls for? God. I think it, it, we haven't done it in a while. Drop the banner. Guy, Buffalo, oh, there it is. Josh Allen, Madden 24 nice. co- cover athlete. That doesn't even play sarcastic. No, they, they deserve it. <laughs> Listen, 
That goes beautifully alongside their September champs, their beat the Chiefs in the regular season, the three-time AFC East division banners. Those are the banners we're hanging in Buffalo. So, uh, listen, I, you guys can say that I'm not allowed to say it should be Mahomes, even though obviously it should be Mahomes because Mahomes been on the cover one and a half times. Okay, fine. He's been I, on the cover twice in the times. last five uh, years. One and a half times. Once by himself and once with Tom Brady. That was a shared cover. So that's one plus a half is one and a half. But uh, Joe Burrow obviously should be mad, and I just don't know. I'm looking at the odds, Brew. The Bills are the third best Super Bowl odds. Can we stop overrating this team? Can we stop treating the Bills like they're a top-tier contender? They please? are. Well, now a, look, a top ten of them. The top tier is Kansas City. Okay, after All Kansas right. City, and then and I'm just doing the AFC: Buffalo, Baltimore, Cincinnati, Miami. That's the next tier. If I throw Miami in there, that's the next tier. Am I wrong? Yes. Well, who's not in there? Buffalo shouldn't be with Cincinnati no. and, and Baltimore. No, Cincinnati went to their place and dog-walked them in the playoffs. Cincinnati's better. Cincinnati's quarterback is better. Cincinnati's skill position guys are better. The quarterback, C- that's their same tier. If you want to say Burroughs, bro, they're same tier. They've been 13-3, and three, two of the last three. Yeah, you do, because you're always talking about the 17-0. and 0. It's on the board. Well, it's on yeah, the board. 13-3, about- two of the last three years. Okay. Can I- All right, they got a great – a top quarterback, not the top – a top quarterback. They beefed up the running game. Their defense has been one and two the last yeah, two years. They beefed that up. But that, the receiving okay. core is strong. No, it's like okay. So the receiving core isn't strong. No, I think their number one priority is to try to find a receiver other than Stephon. It's Diggs. not strong. No, I don't. I God. no, I in the AFC so alone. So game's garbage. I don't think he's very good. No, he's run straight line. He's a pretty I mean, good I, receiver. I, I, no, he's I mean, a there's a reason two. that they wanted that they spent a first round pick on a tight end, even though they have a tight end, because they need someone well, other than Stephon Diggs. But the running game was here, added to that. Here's what I think you'll agree with me on. The reason people truly believe the Bills are great is because they believe the quarterback's great. Because the defense has been a good regular season defense, which has then been an abysmal. Postseason defense. Can't hold a lead for 13 seconds. Let Skylar Thompson hang 30-plus on you and get rolled at home by Cincinnati in a snowstorm. And Leslie Frazier's now gone. It's all about Josh Allen. Because the running game, yeah, they added to it because no one could run other than Mm -hmm. Josh. And they, I believe they need another receiver. All of that. But how good actually is Josh Allen? It's pretty Pose, good. Okay, oh, well. Here we go. Can, I'm just, no. Are we doing, or is it back? The roller coaster. Oh, no. I thought we were on the roller coaster. Because I remember the first two I, months of last year, we were changing, remember, we were changing the, the way we create NFL stats. No, that there's was interceptions, one, and then there's NFHs. Not literally one, one, one not second on a broadcast. Oh, right, let it go. Uh, it was, I'm sorry, it was the on the opening of the season broadcast, if, you, if I may, uh, when the Bills, you know, beat the Rams. It was like, oh, look what they did the Super Bowl champs. They must be unbelievable. And then the final three months of the year and the playoffs, their quarterback was below average. And it feels like the further he got away from Brian Dable, the more he turned into pre-Brian Dable Josh Allen. So I am just asking this question. He had a question. similar type of season his last year under Dable and last year yeah, okay. without Dable. So I am, it was I, very similar. I don't know it was identical. I, and is right, which neither came close to the one year he was actually what everyone makes him out to be, which was – 
the 20, what year, 21, the 2021 season? No, because this will be the 23, the 2020 season. He was season. tied for Third. second last year in touchdown passes. And he was number one he in red zone turnovers. Run. And he led the league in, in fumbles at the goal line that cost his team a game and couldn't. Remember when, it, remember when they That's lost the game? That's why they shored up the run Remember game. when they we lost the game because he couldn't take the, knee, the kneel down? So uh, here's my only question, guys. Go. If he is not, if he's closer to the eighth best quarterback than the second best quarterback, are they great? Isn't the answer to that no? No, yeah. The answer to that's no. So the reason. He has to be great. He has, he has to, to be, be what people think great. he is. I agree with that. And I just don't think he has been consistently great since 2020. But. He got that. He got that. Brew, you know what I'm worried since you're a Bills fan by proxy? You, you kind of. Bills. You are a Bills That's the fan. one place I have not lived. But you like the Bills. And you lived in Syracuse, which is not that far. I did live in Syracuse. Yeah. Here's what I'm worried Buffalo about. Wants to. Watch how many times. As we lead up to week one, and I think they got Monday night against the Jets, which they'll win. Watch how many times the Chiefs talk about the Super Bowl. Watch how many times the Eagles talk about the Super Bowl. And watch how many times the Cowboys and the Bills talk about the Super Bowl. It'll be very different that one team is like so obsessed with the Super Bowl that they're getting out of, over their skis, and the, the uh, Mahomes and Jalen Hurts will be locked in week to week. It's an they, early they, prediction. It, okay. it, they did it last year, and it backfired on them. They're very they Super Bowl or bust, right, and they're doing it again. I'm surprised coaching hasn't been like, guys, PR-wise, no Super Bowl. We're just talking about being a good team and being together. Yeah. That's a good take, Wilds. It's a great take, Wilds, especially really considering you really fought tooth and nail to have us not even do this segment. No, <laughs> I didn't want to do it. You wanted to do Leonard Floyd. <laughs> wants to win the Super Bowl. I'm like, yeah, probably. Congratulations, Josh. I mean that. <laughs> With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Game three. Denver in Miami. The line has moved, bro. It's three and a half. Vegas has heard your analysis. Yep. And they said, you know Smart, what? Vegas. Three is not Smart. enough. Started at three at the beginning of the show. Now it is three and a half. Series tied 1-1, obviously, Brew. Mr. Tento's down. Who you got? Well, I got the Nuggets. I think the defense will play much better in game three than they did in game two. I think Michael Porter Jr. will not only be better defensively, but I think he'll hit some shots. I think Jamal Murray will make Jimmy Butler work on the defensive end, which could take away from his offense. And I think Denver's defense will lead to some transition offense so they don't have to play against you know, Miami's correct. set defense as much. All correct. All right, so it's funny because I, I am steadfast in my belief the Heat will win the series. But coming in today's show, I was all, admittedly, wait a moment, a little tepid in my certainty of them winning tonight. I, in fact, had not even, have not, bet tonight's game. Oh, wow. But listening to Brew's reasons why Are they not Denver's good going to win, I now feel so much better about They're not good reasons? Here's why. They're great reasons. Here's why. Brew just listed four things that Denver needs to do differently to win tonight. You know what I'd like Miami to do? 
the same exact stuff they did last game, yeah. except for bench yeah. Cody Zeller. That's it. You know what? Just well, don't they, play. Yeah, hit 50% of your exactly three-point right. shots. Exactly right. Go for how it. Sure. How Let's many times Absolutely. don't you Let's think do that. that's what Milwaukee uh, great and Boston were saying? <laughs> that, okay, they're not going to keep up this hot of shooting, and then they're home. Then they're done. They have been an awesome shooting team for two months. What about the regular months. season? I don't Since care about goal. the regular season. Oh, you season. care with Denver? The? You care with Denver. What do you mean? You talked about their regular season no, and they weren't great defensively. The, and no, this I and said that, that they have not been a great road team when? in the playoffs or in the regular season. When the regular season. Or in the, or in the playoffs. Why is the regular well, they, season? They, they, they beat, they beat the called. Lakers yes, twice are, at home. Four Anthony Davis and LeBron they James four beat them twice. Three on the road mm-hmm. in the in the last season. several weeks, they've they been are hot nine on the road. and one at home. That is a significant difference, and they are about to be four. You're just going to poo-poo that they ran over Anthony Davis and LeBron I am poo-pooing. I'm not doing that. I am honestly somehow less concerned about the Western Conference Finals than I am even the regular season. We are in the here. And the now. Because and you can keep that's doubting the that's heat. All. But they don't need to change anything. Except for Zeller. Really? Give those minutes I, I, I doubt that's what Eric Give them a minute. Speak. It's up next. It's a great episode.